All right, so it looks like we're recording. So you never know. And <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, welcome everybody, anybody that's listening. This is episode 34 of both Laugh the Dying Scene Quarantine chat show. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done one. So uh, I'm glad that we're back and I'm excited to have uh, Max Beckman from Half Past Two, great Orange County punk rock ska band. Uh, Max, thanks for doing this. No problem. Glad to be here. Um, we've, we, we'll obviously spend most of our time talking about uh, new music, but I like to, because we've essentially been doing this show for the duration of quarantine now, I like uh -huh. to sort of check in with people and see how they're doing. Because I feel like we end up talking <laughs> about music and whatever, and that's good. But I, I like to talk about how people are doing. We're in month, going on month 13 of whatever this pandemic new normal thing is. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very busy. Uh, um, I, I own my own business and thankfully it's been uh, busier during the pandemic than not because I'm online. I'm online only. I sell uh, comics online. And uh, so I'm busier than ever, thankfully. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a thing that I know about you is you do, you're in the comic book world and you have your own business that way. And, and yeah. yeah, I can imagine that's... Uh, once people decided they had to stay home, then uh, that's a great thing to get into is comic books again. It was it was really scary for like a week and then nothing slowed down. And I was like, oh, OK, I guess we're going to be OK. And then it just kept growing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it's that's been good. good. It's been yeah. good. In yeah. spite of the pandemic, that's been that's been yeah. good. <laughs> um, I know that. Uh, Orange County was in the news for sort of not so pleasant reasons today. Uh, yeah. Is, how close to. Oh, what happened today? I don't even know. Oh, I heard that there was there was a shooting at a strip mall or something like that. Oh, boy. This morning. I, I think there was I had no idea. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's it, it sounds like it wasn't random. It sounds like it was the shooter knew like four of the victims or something like that. And mm. but as soon as as soon as we woke up this morning, my wife said, oh, another shooting and I looked and it was from Orange County, California. I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. I've been wow. working all day. I don't, I didn't see anything about it. Well, lucky. Yeah. Um, how are things in California? How are things in Orange County specifically uh, pandemic related? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really go. I mean, I don't go out. So yeah. I, I go to work home in the studio. That's about it. And yeah. those are all in Orange County, but I don't really see much else that's going on. I, I mean, I, I don't need to um, eat out at a restaurant so bad that I, um, I mean, if, if people do, that's cool. But yeah. um, to me, it's like, I'm okay. I, I can, I can keep not going to restaurants for a while, just in case I, I got my first shot. So oh, good. Yeah. Um, so I'll be fully vaccinated by the end of the month, I think. So well, that's great. Including did you get, did you get Moderna or did you get, Pfizer? I did. Okay. I got that's Moderna. what I got. Yeah. Yeah, I got to. I did the drive-through at Disneyland. So. Oh, really? It's very efficient. Except their computer system went down, so it took like ten extra minutes. But other than that, it was very efficient. That's got to be a surreal thing to go to Disneyland to get your. <laughs> well, it's actually COVID vaccine in, shot. Yeah, it was. It's in what used to be the cast member parking lot, and I was a cast member for three years. So. Oh, really? It was like it was like going in was like going to work. What were you at <laughs> Disneyland? I worked in foods, which is not okay. anything I ever wanted to do, but I ended up enjoying it enough. 
I, I started, I started in um, parking and transportation, but thankfully I had a trainer who after the first week said, um, I don't think that this is good for you. We're going to move in. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, thank you. Cause I really did not want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone wants attractions, but I was happy where I ended up. So yeah, yeah. I did food. I worked in the New Orleans main kitchen mostly. Um, I worked, well, I started at the French market cafe Orleans. And then I, I moved mostly working in the main kitchen, which is underground underneath uh, where uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is. Oh, really? That's wild. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Having never been there myself, nor nor will I probably. Uh, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a, another world to me. Although I do have a few friends that I've made through uh, being connected to the punk rock community that have worked at Disneyland over the years. And it's it's it, to me it's such we don't have i live in the greater boston area we certainly don't have anything disney like in this neck of the right. woods so so the whole like theme park culture is totally bizarre to me yeah i was a big disneyland fan before and after but after with a bit of a um a bit of a rest period yeah. i was gonna say <laughs> do, you, do you get uh, jaded yeah. i've heard people get jaded from um, some of the stories yeah, that yeah for a, for a while but yeah. I, I i really enjoy it again now but also it's like i'm older now and it's harder to get like super into things but i was i still love it yeah i i love i love it um but yeah there was definitely like the arc of working at disneyland at least for me <laughs> was like cool this is awesome and then it was like great and it was like oh this is cool we're backstage and this i can see this and that and it's i it's awesome and then it's like then it's just a job for a while yeah and then towards the end it's like oh my god i just yeah, want to yeah. get out of here right. <laughs> <laughs> 3 years is a good run though yeah yeah it's a good run i i just the scheduling i mean it actually what what was the nail in the coffin was we had a a little tour planned and they wouldn't give me the days off and i was like all right, I'm I'm done. Yeah. That was honestly that that is the that was I don't know how it is now, but that was the most difficult part about working there was the scheduling was not uh, forgiving yeah. of someone who wanted to do anything but work. That's <laughs> I saw people of, get yeah. That's sort of I saw surprising. people get denied. Well, without getting too much into the weeds on yeah, this, yeah, right. scheduling is its own department, so that led to issues where the schedulers see this uh, location needs this many people in this position for this amount of time on this day. And that's what they do. Now, if the manager of that location, you could go to them and say, look, I, they schedule me this day. I need the day. I really need the day off. You know that you, you can get by without yeah, me. And they'll be like, right. okay, yeah. And they'll like override it. But that was the problem. It's like the schedulers are just filling slots. They oh, don't wow. have the like on hand uh, experience yeah, to say, yeah, right. okay, like we can really get by for one shift without someone. So it's okay. Wow. But yeah, that, maybe it's that, different now. I hope it's different now. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the that was the that was the biggest problem there with scheduling. It was like I this didn't this wasn't for me. But like I've saw people like my brother's wedding. Nope. And then wow. you can call out. Right. The other, the, the reverse side of that coin is I feel that their uh, time off or like call in 
policy was very fair if you worked the system because it's like points and you get a certain amount of points for being late, certain amount of points for calling in, and then they they remove, they, they roll out of your record after six months or whatever. So you could call in for five consecutive work days on the same three points. And since during the, when I was uh, during the school year, I was in college, I only worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So if you, if you worked it right, you could literally take off Saturday, Sunday, then you'd be off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you could still call in Friday, Saturday, Sunday on the same three points. So if you really wanted to, you could work it and be off for like two weeks. That's crazy. <laughs> but the thing is, most people weren't that smart about it. And they'd be like, call in for one day. I'm like, oh, you just wasted your three points. Yeah, right. At least I know you need money probably, but take another, take an extra day at least. <laughs> That's wild. That has to be like a system that Disney itself came up with. And oh, created. yeah. That's... No, I think it's, I, I, to me, it worked great. Yeah. It worked great. Yeah. I Maybe because I've never worked at such a, gigantic like like a behemoth of a place that, that right. that's wild to me even just having its own scheduling department and not just right. going to tom your manager or whatever like that's that's yeah. bizarre <laughs> yeah it's a whole thing there's like well at, at the time they said there was like twenty thousand people that work there and i think now it's probably close to 30 i'm not 100 percent sure but they've expanded so much and I, I i stopped working there in 2008 so it's been a minute that's crazy. So did you end up uh, going on the tour that you had planned? Did you just not show up to work? Yeah, anymore? no, no. We, oh, that's awesome. No, we went. No, I I, I, I quit. I just, yeah. I quit. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I really wanted to anyway. So. Yeah, that's that's a long time. <laughs> to me, that's a, that would be my nightmare, is having to work at a at a theme park, I think, for years at a time. I, well, if I, if I wasn't, if I didn't get to work in the main kitchen, which was not obviously not an area where guests were it would have been worse i think but it was pretty relaxing down in that kitchen for the most part it started to get a little more strict and that's when i wanted to quit but for the longest time it was a kind of situation where as long as the work gets done no one bugs you and so we would we would take long breaks (laughs) long lunches way more than we were supposed to but the work was done right and and the the chef the chefs that were in charge, they did the same thing. Yeah, Everyone was on the same page and we're just like bucking the system by getting our work done and then <laughs> taking long breaks. And then right. a new, a new chef came in and it was like, that was over. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did, so part of the reason that I started doing this, uh, what has become a podcast, it really, I, that wasn't my intention at first, but 2020 is what it is. Um, but part of what I wanted to do at first was to talk to people who had plans canceled, especially um, that had uh, whether it was tours or whether it was album stuff that they had to put on hold, et cetera, et cetera. And then it sort of morphed into talking about, you know, what did you uh, do to stay busy, to stay connected, to stay uh, productive. And frankly, some people didn't. Um, But so had 2020 not happened the way that it did, what would it have looked like for, fs too what did you have kind of on the radar um i think we i think our plans honestly that came out of it were better than what we had planned (laughs) without it yeah um we were way more active i mean one of the uh well i mean it sucks to phrase it this way but one of the best things about uh 
the situation was that um, our friend and um, David Irish, who we record everything sure. with, yep. he splits his time between owning and running a studio and being the tour manager for the interrupters. So no tours means right. he's home. So literally every week since it started, like we just moved rehearsal. We didn't want to go to the rehearsal studio, but he has a nice, safe, controlled environment. And so we've just been there every week. So that's been fun. We just did demos and we got everything. We've, we've been working on our album and it's been great just having a, you know, I'm super busy with work. I work like 90 hours or more a week. Um, and that like Wednesday nights is my oasis. Of, yeah. I get to go to the studio and I don't have to, well, honestly, I do work on my computer while I'm there, but it's kind of an oasis if someone else is tracking or whatever, but right. Uh, so that's been great. And I feel like like what, the other big positive is it's brought a lot of people and bands from all over the country. I mean, the world. Yeah. But especially like within the country together and we've just made a lot of connections and gotten to do some collaborations. And that part has been really cool. And that, you know, it could have happened regardless, but it was, everything was like, what are we going to do? Okay, let's put together this, you know, Tara had this idea to do that dance hall crashers cover of Lost Again. That was great. Yeah. Dance hall crashers it. were one of my like first favorite <laughs> punk ska bands and whatever. So that was great. Yeah. And, and uh, Talina, the other singer on that, her old band Karate in the Garage, uh, they actually covered it with, with Tara and I guesting live uh a couple times and we're just like let's do it and then we're like okay who are we gonna get oh let's and we had just we had toured with mustard plug I was like oh the drummer for mustard plug yeah oh who are we gonna get for we're gonna get to play bass and like I, I asked um brent from we are the union he's like i think jared would play bass so like that would be cool because yeah. you know he has his own following at scott Two network and right then we got then we got tim from Catbite, and they have their own thing and it's like that thing blew up yeah i was like wow that thing went crazy. Plus, we got to do a bunch of, um, uh, we donated, uh, I forget what we donated to, <laughs> which is bad, but we we, we did sell the uh, the single for charity. Um, well, in a so. way, it's good because you you and a lot of bands have raised a lot of money for a lot of charities. Uh, and so sometimes if you forget which one, it's because there's been a bunch yeah. of them. Like I know <laughs> yeah. there, there was the uh, Sky Against Racism compilation and whatnot. Yep. And too, we're on but, that, so... Yep. Yeah, that was great. Like, I don't know if that would have happened with uh, at all. Like, yeah. would that would that record have happened at all? I don't know. Would we have been on it? I don't know. So that was really cool. Like, I never would have thought we could be on something that was released by Asian Man right. Records. Right. That's crazy. Like, I sometimes when I when I just like stumble on the the, the box of them, I have uh i like i'll look at the back with our name on it yeah and the other bands and the and the logos and i'm like how did this happen this is crazy <laughs> how did that happen how did you get hooked up with with asian man uh all all credit goes to phil from scott punk daily for that okay. one okay uh because he's been he was a fan of ours from before we even restarted the band in 2014 before he started scott punk daily and we've just you know tara especially has been friends with him online gotten be online good online friends we've only met him one time it was at um 
back to the beach in uh the big ska punk yeah, festival yeah, yeah. in uh in 2012 no 2012 2019 <laughs> <laughs> uh and so yeah he's all credit to phil for getting us on that yeah that's gotta that's gotta be a surreal thing as a as like a longtime student of the the scene right like mike park is that sort of like figurehead that that even still if the times that i've had to email him for a few things it's like well yeah but that's mike park yeah he's like one of those figures you know and he's just a yeah. guy he runs a record label out of his mom's yep. garage or whatever still but yeah like but that's mike park like that's mike from skank and pickle that's <laughs> yeah and then one of the yeah I, um i went to his uh i think it was his 50th birthday party shows or was it an anniversary of Asian Man. I don't know. It was in the fall of 2019. Uh, Jack, who plays uh, trombone with us, and I went up to San Francisco for those shows, and it was incredible. <laughs> As Bruce Lee Band played both nights, and Slow Gherkin played, and yeah, I, that was yeah, 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 yeah. I have always been a huge Slow Gherkin fan, but I didn't. The timing of when they stopped playing was I didn't get. I never got to see them originally. They did one like one-off show in Santa Cruz and I didn't know about it. And I even had a, I even had a friend that went to it and he didn't, he didn't even tell me, I'm like, what you drove <laughs> to Santa Cruz to see slow Gherkin by yourself. and didn't even tell me it was happening and asked if I wanted to go. You literally drove to and from Santa Cruz in the same night by yourself. What? Now for, for an East <laughs> coaster's sake, how long is it from where you oh. are in Southern California to Santa Cruz? uh like five or six hours that's insane (laughs) that's 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 like so from where i live just north of boston that's like here to philadelphia essentially except you're still in the same state so somehow it makes sense that you can just go up this the coast to go to santa cruz and come back you wouldn't go from here to philadelphia and back that's nuts Well, it doesn't really make sense. That's why he was dumb. Well, but, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but he did it. Anyway, um, so that was awesome. I finally got to see Slow Gherkin, and it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, and then they played, maybe I'm getting the timeline messed up, because they also played at the Glass House, so maybe I saw them before that. I don't know. I got to see them twice in the last few years. I forget which what the order was, but... Yeah, if, if they came here, it was... Uh it had to be 20 plus years ago and it like i yeah I no, it would have had it would have, have had no to be like early recollections yeah. yeah i have no recollection of them being here i have no recollection of skank and pickle being here i just they were one of those bands that you sort of got into uh, mm-hmm. through realistically probably through the Boston's. like i know that boston isn't a huge uh hotbed for ska core except that the boston sort of invented it or at least Dickie yeah. barrett likes to say that the boston's invented it um so we always had like that hub uh so 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 that was sort of our introduction to the whole entire world of ska music really from probably 91 or 92 on was mm-hmm. through was through the boston's so i mean we had a little scene but like everywhere the scene sort of died out but uh orange county seems to have sort of kept the flame uh, a lit for the last however many yeah, years mostly mostly there's ups and downs but mostly i think right now well right now there's no shows but yeah i feel like in the last couple of years like a lot of some of the bands were dwindling off and i was like oh man there's not a lot of bands coming up but 
I think that's going to change. I think that's changed over the pandemic. And I think, you know, we'll come back stronger. Uh, like we've lost one of our core bands with stupid Flanders and, and they're, they're done because one of their, their bass player moved to Arizona. Um, well, I, I guess they might do stuff. I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're planning on it though. Yeah. I'm not sure, but we, we have us and we have hooray for our side. And, um, there's, there's other smaller bands. Um, sorry, I didn't have, that sounded really douchey. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not smaller bands. There are other bands. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> like The Odd Advantage and Meddlers and Stepdaughters. Uh, there's some great bands around here. Um, it seems also like the the music itself, has it, it has sort of transitioned from being what everybody listened to, obviously, in the early and mid 90s. And then for whatever reason, and it's a reason, it's a thing that I still haven't wrapped my head around, it obviously became sort of a punchline, but it feels like that has sort of switched again. It feels like we're into this. I hate I feel, to use yeah. like the wave terminology because I think that that's weird and I don't even know what it means, truthfully. Yeah. But it seems like we're in a good place with ska music, ska core, whatever you want to call so. it now. Yeah. It's not only more like, uh accepted which again is a weird word to use but it seems like uh it's people like it again and that there's uh, really yeah. good bands doing it again i don't know why now necessarily but uh i'm glad that it's here yeah well yeah i don't know why now either I, there have been great bands all along but it's definitely feels like it's growing a lot right now um they're, they're, the jokes are still there and you know we make fun of ourselves too. That's one. Of, I, to me, that's that. To me, that's one of the fun parts of being a ska band is just like owning it. Yeah. Like yeah. So what? But it, to <laughs> me, it was always that way. I mean, the names were always sort of a punchline, right? Yeah. You, you had to have ska in your name at some like <laughs> there was that rule for a while there. But that yeah. was part of the joke, and that doesn't mean that the bands sucked. Maybe that part was a little gimmicky, but uh, but like they were still good. Like Scavuvi yeah. and the Epitones is still a good band mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um like and so the band seemed to be in on the joke the whole time yeah it, and yet except it, then at some point it sort of like the paradigm shifted and it became like an external joke instead of an internal joke yeah, yeah, yeah. right I'm, I'm glad it's <laughs> glad we can make fun of ourselves again. <laughs> no i mean yeah it's i we we talk about that a lot it's like man i would hate to be in one of these other scenes where it's very serious, but, and, and also the other, the other thing is, yeah, it's a smaller scene of potential um, fans or listeners, but there's also a lot less, like there's a lot fewer bands. Like there's a ton of pop punk bands and oh, yeah. emo bands and metal bands. And it's like, but there's not that many ska bands. Yeah. Uh, so it's easier to, it's it's i think it's a little bit easier to find an audience and i think when and once you get closer to like the age of 40 there's a lot of bearded guys wearing flannel shirts playing acoustic guitars and whatever and that's good that's fine i don't mind that that especially that some of the older harder core guys have transitioned to that but uh there's only so many bearded white guys with acoustic guitars you can listen to. And I say that as a bearded white guy with a Martin acoustic right over there. Right. <laughs> um, so at what point did you guys decide to pivot to what 2020 became in sort of like uh, really hunkering down in the studio, working on 
the new music that we've heard so far, the album you've got coming out, there's been a bunch of like covers and cool videos that you've done what seems like monthly for the last, towards yeah. the end of 2022. At what point did you sort of pivot and say, okay, whatever we had planned, that ain't going to work? I mean, maybe like a month in. Yeah. I feel like we started working on the covers right away, but we didn't start going to the studio because everything was uncertain then and we didn't want to not be safe and you know a couple of members have extra health concerns sure. beyond what um an average person might so uh yeah yeah it took a while but then we got back in the studio and uh, yeah i we've we've done we used to do a lot of acoustic covers cover videos but you know tara had kids i have a job a, a, yeah. a more demanding job right and we're still obviously been very active with the band but then kind of some of that ancillary stuff like i look at the youtube i was like man we barely did any videos after a while yeah um so like okay let's get back to that and how do we do that now and uh we we, we did start doing just at our normal rehearsal time on wednesday nights we would just do zoom meetings and just check in on everyone and be like all right what are we gonna do so, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is the album may have come out last year. Like, originally, that was the plan, but that still may not have happened because we didn't have the whole thing written. We still don't have the whole thing written. <laughs> uh, we're, we're working on that now. We're, we started the songs that we rehearsed and then started recording in September. We rehearsed them, like, through the summer and then started recording in September. We're almost... 100% done with those. That includes the three singles we released, Shine, All About mm -hmm. You and Mean Green. It includes the next single, which comes out May 5th. It's called Some Nights. Uh, and then there's four other songs that um, I'm not sure if any of them are going to be singles or not, because I think uh, we might take a little bit longer between singles just to, you know, I don't want, we don't want everyone to hear the whole album before yeah, it actually right. comes out. And it's current where it's, we're planning to release it in October at the moment. Okay. Uh, so you figure you're like halfway done. -ish? A little bit more than halfway. Done. Yeah. Uh, like we, we really wanted to kind of have more songs than we needed and then whittle it down. And we, we do it, but not like, fully done songs so we're i think now we're feeling we really just want to we really want to get this done so we're going to take a look at all the songs we have in various stages of development and just say like okay we need to pick five and we need to get those five done mm -hmm. um so we're uh we're getting there has writing been easier or harder or different uh, maybe not easier, Hard, or, or uh, just different since harder like, and this different. new, uh, yeah, harder and different. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> like we don't like we were in a pretty good groove, Tara and I and Jack and others in and out and Jack in and out. But at least me and Tara were getting in a groove of doing a writing session like every Sunday, and that's that's where Mean Green came out of. So we got that which was great because that, that um, that's one of my favorites from the batch that's a, that we're that's working on. That's a great on. song. That's, that's legitimate. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like your music anyway. That's legitimately a great song. <laughs> Thank you. 
yeah that one to feel like it's everything that we do but just amped up and the 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 ultimate like half past two song it has the ska parts it has the pop punk parts it has the guitar solo it has yeah. the synth parts it has the horn it it's like what we do but all there in your face yeah, yeah. but it doesn't sound like formulaic like like it doesn't just check the boxes like here's the synth part right. here's the solo it's it that's like that's a really I, damn good yeah. song did you know when it. you were writing it that like ooh this one has something yeah i did yeah cuz that's <laughs> it's okay to say that's, that yeah no i did um because if i don't feel like they do honestly i don't i'm not really inspired to keep working on it i'm not i personally am not a very prolific songwriter it kind of it takes me a long time and i have to get that spark before it really clicks i like jack is amazing i can like when when we said when we decided we were gonna well decided when we talked to phil about doing the scott punk daily theme song i was like jack scott punk daily theme song he's like got it and he's like he just wrote it i'm like whoa and the tarot wrote the lyrics and it was done yeah jack is amazing he's a machine um david is very prolific he's not as fast as he used to be because you know he's a family man now too but uh he has written i don't even know i i i i have to i should, i have to ask him but i i feel like he's written like a hundred songs that no one's ever heard um <laughs> but he's had various bands in the past and yeah. his own, he's done his own like solo stuff and he's just has written a ton me i'd have to count it but i think i've probably written like less than 20 songs and um so that one i was like okay i got this this is this is this is good yeah i can work on this do the other guys write on guitar too or because i know jack plays trombone and yeah jack no yeah jack, plays jack everything but jack is an incredible guitar player he's he is and i'm not he wouldn't balk at this because he would he says it like he's a much better guitar player than he is a trombone player <laughs> we have we kind of have this joke like there's there's four people that play guitar in the band and me who's actually one of the people that actually plays guitar in the band for for, for real is yeah. uh the, the worst of all four <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think rock. we were just talking about this we were talking about this last night I feel like the four of us all have different strengths. So, you know, Cameron and myself are the guitar players of the band, but we have no ego in the studio of like, who is going to play this part the best. So Jack plays guitar on the album and David plays guitar on the album as well. There's one song. It's a song that David wrote and he played all of the guitar for it. Every, every part, all the rhythm parts, all the lead parts. Yeah. Um, some nights the next single jack wrote it and there's a guitar solo and it was just kind of felt like it was more in a style that jack is great at soloing at uh, a different style than cam like cam could definitely play it but it's just a it's just kind of different than what he normally does so jack played the guitar solo on that one um and that's kind of goes like especially if like david and usually david's there at least david if not jack when i'm recording my guitar and if it's like uh you would do this better than me just do it <laughs> well that's good that you don't have the ego about it though because yeah. that that would get in the way uh like mm -hmm. really it quickly. used to 
when we were younger that was when we were younger things were things (laughs) but (laughs) things were like i get this and just throw the guitar down and walk away yeah but not not anymore thankfully there's a there's a great band from here from boston uh that i've become very friendly with over the years they're called rebuilder and they formed sort of out of the ashes of this other band except that they didn't want to just keep the same guys and like just make a new band so there's essentially like there's essentially three really good drummers in that band uh which and the best guitar player in the band is the drummer so like there's, <laughs> yeah. there's two guitar players and a bass player and they have all played drums and other things but they're they're the guitar players and the bass player and the guy who's he's a phenomenal guitar player which i never really knew at first because i knew him and drums for this band that's basically the first band he's really played drums in he's but he's Mm. the best guitar player in the band and he doesn't play guitar (laughs) in the band yeah (laughs) it's i like stuff like that like i like when because maybe because i at some level i think it feels like it keeps the sound interesting and it keeps the sound Mm -hmm. sort of fresh uh and so people are open to trying new things and i I think that's cool um You guys did a pretty successful Kickstarter campaign a handful of years ago for the last album. Is that sort of going to be yeah. the the goal this time, or uh, it is not? Okay. We, I, or, or if there's I, things that I'm asking that are like we did, we haven't announced that yet, then that's, no, like I'll say that. no. Yeah, there is something that isn't announced yet, mm-hmm. but we uh, will have a a partner for releasing this record. I'll just okay. say that for now. Yes, that feels positive (laughs) (laughs) it is it's it's it is it is it's a good thing it's it's one thing to have a really what did you like 400 something percent on the kickstarter or yeah well the initial goal i i I, i'm always very self-deprecating and i'll say we set the goal low because (laughs) (laughs) but um so but yeah i was happy with it you know i i we got what we needed to get um we made the records it was a learning experience I feel like at a certain point you're like, oh, I'm going to have these records in my garage forever, but right. uh, we're, I, I don't think they're going to sell it anytime soon, but they, uh, but we we've sold, uh, I, uh, an amount I'm happy with and it's been, all, and, and it's been a, well, it's been almost four years since the, since the record came out and then it's actually the LP physical records, I think came out, um, more on the three year ago side it was late 2017 mm-hmm. that we actually got them in hand did you put a number on how many you would be happy with if you sold that many do you know what i mean like like did you oh. have a bar for yourself where if we sell 600 that'll be awesome if we sell 300 that'll be awesome like or i because i know nah, you said you've sold nah. an amount that you're comfortable having yeah sold. well back then like we had we hadn't done a vinyl record and yeah. we didn't know really at all and it was just like finding out what we had to do to press it and mm-hmm. what we'd be locked into to get things done we had to make 500 um which was a plus or minus 10 percent, and we ended up with 545 of course so almost the whole plus 10 percent. yeah and um yeah uh, we're down to we we have we have less than 250 so we've sold okay. over half of them yeah yeah that seems good 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I, I hope, I think and hope that with this next record release and the promotion it's going to get that uh, other people will be looking to get that one as well. But I'm not, I'm certainly not like, oh man, these records, like I'm, yeah. I think they sell and I'm happy and it's not, it's, it's all of the happiness is just that someone likes us enough to want our record on vinyl, not thank you. This is out of my life. It's not that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will hold on. I, I don't throw anything from the band away. So I will hold on to them forever if that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, when you inevitably announce uh who your partner is because i <laughs> might have a few ideas bouncing around in my head that i won't it, say uh, it, it's uh, not too hard to figure out but um yeah <laughs> that's cool good for you guys <laughs> thank you thank you it, so one of the things i want you guys have obviously been a band for uh, a long time so you've seen um the scene change and then change again and the economics of the scene change and then change again and who knows what they will be uh, as we dig our way out of whatever 2020 mm. was. Um, do you feel like you would start a ska band now? Yeah. Knowing what you do? Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. I, there have been, there's been a period of time where I wasn't in the band. Uh, too much of a backstory to get into. Fair there's enough. been a period of time where Tara wasn't in the band. Yeah. Um, and I, it's not like, my life sucked during those times but when we got the band back together when tara and i met and hadn't talked in a number of years uh i left that conversation meet a meetup that lunch and was like this is what we need to be doing because now i understand like i said i wasn't miserable or anything yeah. i wasn't unhappy but i was like wait no 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 this is what makes sense we're supposed to be doing this yeah and it just, it feels, it would feel wrong not to do it. Has the, trying to figure out the best way to, to phrase this, has the expectation of the band changed? And maybe that's what helps to sort of keep it going um, now it, in that, like if you first started whatever, 2006 or whatever. Six. Uh, are the expectations for the band now different than they were then? And is that maybe what helps keep it going positively? Um, I honestly don't think the expectations are different from day one. It's just been, we want to play music for people and the more people that we can get to listen to it, the better. And let's just see how far this can go. It's that's, that's what it was. That is what it is now. It's like, okay, we've done this. What else can we do? We haven't done this. Let's try that. We haven't done this. Let's, let's do that. You know? That was the whole thing, but the with the record, it's like we've never done a vinyl record. Let's yeah. do a vinyl record. Right. Okay, cool. We did it. We haven't done um, you know, we hadn't done a, a tour in a while. And okay, we got to do a tour and we did another one. Yeah. And like, what else can we do? Now we're gonna be uh flying out to play Supernova in Virginia in September. Ooh. Um, and that's the first time we've ever fingers crossed. A... <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yeah, uh, right. As long as the tra it seems like if the trajectory everyone is on right now stays the way it stays that way it'll be cool of yeah. course there's always yeah where it's never we're not gonna think it's a hundred percent because right. we don't know what's gonna happen right but and that's the first time that we've gotten an offer to get a fly out first time playing like a big festival like that first time playing on the east 
Well, is, uh, that's because they're the East Coast, right? Yeah. I was going to say, okay. have you been to the East Coast for shows before? No. I mean, I've personally visited yeah. um, once, twice, um, but I haven't been not in whew, since I was in eighth grade <laughs> is what I went to, <laughs> is what I went to, uh, is when I went to Washington, D.C. and New York. So, whew, yeah, that was a oh. long time ago. Which is funny um, because having lived maybe an eight hour drive from Washington, D.C., I've never been. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went there, I went there twice. There. My, my dad took me and we did that whole thing. And then there was an eighth grade, you know, end of middle school trip. Yeah. And that I, was in 19, oh, 99 or 2000. That was the school year. So yeah, I think it's been a minute. My, my daughter's in seventh grade. She's finishing seventh grade and the eighth grade trip still is to go to Washington DC for, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to have to chaperone that one. Cause I've never yeah. been, <laughs> my yeah. eighth grade didn't go uh, to Washington DC, even though we're on the East coast. That's bizarre. Yeah. So that that's, uh, and you know, that's going to be fun. I, I hope we're planning for it to happen and hoping that nothing gets in the way. There's been, there's always been people saying come to the east coast come here come there and it's like well it's hard because this isn't this isn't our job right and we've never been under the illusion that it would or could be um not that anyone who wants it to be is delusional i don't mean to say that but i don't know that 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 may have been a thought back in the old days when things started picking up and we did a haha pick it up um (laughs) uh we did the little tour with real big fish and it's like okay maybe maybe something's gonna happen but then everyone's egos got in the way and the band kind of yeah and since then it's like like i said it's just seeing what we can do we're not trying to like the the band costs money (laughs) anything that we get yeah anything we get is just bonus yeah Yeah. it's tough to put it's tough to put four people and a tour manager and a merch guy in a van and go across country. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of dead areas in the middle of the country. Uh, and so to try to do that again with four people, never mind with nine people and all yeah. of the, uh, that, that entails is doesn't seem like it would make sense to me. Maybe the, I know the economics of the scene are different. So bands could do it a little easier in the early and mid nineties, but I feel like on a large scale, that hasn't been the case for, quite a while yeah, I mean, unless if, if you're bands, content yeah. with living in the van you know what i mean well and there's i don't think there's a, a lot of there's i think there's a lot of uh uh for lack of a better word again not to sound douchey but like yeah. mid-level mid-level bands like the toasters and mustard plug that um well I, toasters pretty much tour non-stop but i, I the guys in mustard plug all have other jobs yeah, right they don't they don't do it all the time then they're they're a popular band um but and it's great that they can still at this point play and tour and make that work with being quote-unquote adults yeah um and that's kind of just our goal is just like let's see what we can do you know there's kids people have kids i work all the time <laughs> and uh, uh but we'll make it work will you be able to work while you're in virginia or are you actually going to take time off i'll be on my computer for sure because i'm i'm too paranoid 
about things going on with my business. Yeah. But <laughs> I have I have read stories very recently about Weezer and when Rivers from Weezer was the band's manager for a long time, but then when he was doing on the bus, when he was doing like band manager stuff on the computer, he would put a suit on. So he would like, so he was being like the ba- the manager guy. He'd dress differently. He'd put a suit on. He'd sit at the computer. That's, that's so bizarre. <laughs> like, um, I don't want to take up too much of your evening. I'm excited for the new music that you guys have coming up. Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully October is a, is a realistic goal. Hopefully 2021 it, goes it, it's, according yeah. to plan. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. You know, setting the deadline is the first step to getting things done. It's, it's yeah. a lot to me. It's a lot easier to get things done when you have a deadline. Cause you have to figure it out. Obviously yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. that's what the deadline is like, figure it out, get it right. done. Okay. Right. Here we go. Uh, from what work. we've heard so far, you guys are off to a good start. <laughs> Thank you. Like I said, uh, mean green, all about you is a great song. Mean green is a great song. Like, so uh, I think, I'll, I think people are going to really, I think you're going to really going to like the next one. Some nights, May 5th. May 5th. What is it now? Oh, it's April. It's April. It's April <laughs> 1st. Yes. So it's, yeah, it's uh, it's a Thursday. So it's, it's about a month away. It's like five weeks from yesterday, I think. Even knowing One, that it's uh, yep. April 1st, I had to drive through a snowstorm today. So in my mind, it was, it became January. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate April Fool's Day just because everyone tries to be funny and put these news stories online and you're like, ah, oh, that's not like, anyway. Yeah. And most of them suck, frankly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Most of them suck. Oh, I, I wrote what I thought was a pretty good one a few years ago about f- something to do with fat Mike and getting sober or whatever. And he actually messaged me that he liked it. Like he thought that was the, <laughs> That's only, awesome. the only funny yeah. one. Cause I posted pictures of like, well, AA the meeting ones, chips yeah. and shit like that. And like, I got really kind of in detail. He was like, the that was actually are, really good. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that are over the top are fine. But like some like they'll people will sneak like these very plausible things in. It's just like nope. It's like oh man. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a big collector of, of of toys, action figures, which sure sure right yeah. There. And there's all kinds of like it's people just posting. Oh look what's back in stock, and it's like oh god, it's like this <laughs> this three hundred dollar figures up on this site for fifty bucks. It's like no, it's not. <laughs> Someone just did a really quick easy photoshop and trick people yeah, yeah yeah right oh that would that would suck though if you had your heart on something and you forgot what day it was and you check yeah and you look and you're exactly like, oh, shit. <laughs> exactly that is not my world thankfully uh <laughs> thanks for taking the time like i said i'm oh, gonna yeah, for try sure. to post everything tomorrow that way i can uh because tomorrow's band camp friday so mm-hmm. hopefully that sort of adds a little plug for for mean green and for all the other music that you have on Bandcamp, hopefully people buy most of it because yeah it's going I mean, to it be cool yeah right. <laughs> uh thanks for chatting and uh thank you good luck with new music and maybe we'll talk again when the uh actual yeah. announcements come about who for you're sure. partnering with and all that happy to do it all right thank you sir nice to meet you all right have a good night nice you too. yeah have a good night <laughs>